Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bali is a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Drag Race España, season two. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT Podcast. Blank. I forgot to say hola. Say it now. Hola. Hola. <laughs> that's, Hola. that's all we know. So, uh, so welcome. We're very cultured. Uh, we're all about embracing ourselves oh, in yeah. España. We are planning on having paella, sangria, um, and so. No, no. Aren't we having on Thursday? Are we having tacos? Is it? No, that's Mexican. Dear. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Uh, Cancel ignorant. you. Cancel you. <laughs> She's ignorant. We did go for Spanish tapas uh, the other weekend. Where? Near Jamon's just reopened. Is it Spanish? Yeah, tapas is, well, it's, it, I think it's more Catalonian actually, tapas. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. thank you. I've, <laughs> I've recovered. Everyone, you know that this is the, the only. The only Drag Race podcast oh. you should be listening to. Um, <laughs> because where of we, all the culture we yeah, bring Yeah, obviously. If you don't know about Spain, you'll know about that for this podcast. <laughs> I, I love, Thank you. I, like One Gracias. of the things I love about Drag Race, especially the international iterations, is learning. I know it's through a Drag Race lens. I know it's potentially very superficial. But I do love picking up bits of, that I don't know about different cultures and just trying to find out about them through Drag Race. What have you learned about um, Spain then? Um... That they're fabulous, basically. It's a you fabulous had to watch nation. a show to know that Spain was fabulous, Tom? Um, I guess it's just like wow. little bits and pieces. Like, um, mm. what was I thinking about the other day? I, I want to go look up. Like, they keep on mentioning, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the various like drag stars that come up on there. And, like, I love that about um, Drag Race España. They incorporate, like, really established spanish drag queens as judges and it's something that drag race usa does not do okay and i think that's wonderful yeah 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 okay. thank you tom oh the other week we learned all about that chat show well, uh, patricia's diary yeah but patricia's diary what about that mean, was a real one but the, the the um the host doesn't do that anymore she she like converts christianity and she's dedicated her life to jesus now i mean when you spend all your time hearing about the troubles of this world tom you, you can only turn to god you need a cleanse yeah <laughs> you need a cleanse she, she went for the ultimate you need a soul cleanse. cleanse she baptized her whole life <laughs> um, as you know we podcast live so we're watching it and we podcast as we do it then we release it now we do uh wait a few days after it's released only for drag race España because at the moment we're doing two podcasts and we just want the other one to breathe a little yeah and actually i'm finding it quite easy to avoid spoilers on instagram because obviously the queens post in spanish so even if i see their picture i scroll on and the text doesn't give anything away yeah so that's great. That's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it might be coming out a bit sooner because we've got the finale for season 14 coming out tomorrow yes. in a few days. <laughs> no, dear, it's Wednesday today. Oh, it's out on Saturday. It's been I'm a long week. I'm just really tired. <laughs> I just feel like I've done so much. Are you feeling particularly tired because I've been at home this week? Because well, I'm on two weeks of leave. That's amazing. How are you finding your leave? Tell everyone. What's My, it like? I'm having a soul refresh right now. Tom, I'm having a spirit refresh. Tom went for his first run and I want to say over a year. Uh, several years. Um, several years, dear. And your body didn't cope? No, I felt like I had a hangover the next day. <laughs> the next day? Time I actually felt like... like I'd drunk heavily the night before. The other thing might have been was that I might have gone into alcohol withdrawal because I didn't drink anything that day. <laughs> um, your, your body's in shock. Um, doing a bit better. I've been for another run today. I did less walking, more running. Yeah. Um, and I've done a, a back workout. He did well. one whole lap at the park. It's a big park. <laughs> 
not even the mystery park. It's you did a it's you did a full half lap, didn't you? Look at you. It was better today. Yeah, it was better yeah. today. Less walking, more running. Tom, just keep at it. You, yeah. You'll be like one of our listeners. Who are the listeners who are doing a marathon? Who's probably laughing at us right now, going, "Oh, yeah, oh my yeah, god, yeah. really? They can't do half a half a park." Very disappointed in us. Yeah. <laughs> Unfollow, unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm going to change my review. I no longer look up to you guys. You guys are no longer the best podcast. You Thank guys you very are trash. Much. Um, yeah, cool. So, Drag Race España, uh, it's back again. And should we just get into the episode? We can. We've seen the oh, first part of it. There was a lot of drama last week, by the way. Um, I saw a Bussy Queen video on it. Um, oh, no, uh, like, it was a whole thing. It was a storm in a Let's teacup. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Well, I mean, it was a storm in a teacup. Aja did some like vague posting thing about um, how... Aja La Beja. Aja La Beja, yes. She is the queen from season nine. She is the iconic, you're perfect, you're beautiful, you You look look like like Linda Evangelista, you're a model. Her. Well, I think she's iconic on so many levels. I think she's so talented. Her run on All Stars 3 was actually much better than she got credit for as well. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, she's she's actually um, living a life as a woman now. And she's a member of the House of La Beja. She's like living her best life. She's doing amazing. However, she created a little bit of controversy. So I did get this from a Bussy Queen video. Love Bussy Queen. Um, Obviously, again, don't watch the reviews when we're on the season, but it does... She does gossip videos as well. Um, and she compiled it all beautifully. So it looks like Azure Vague posted about, I'm so tired of people comparing me to other people who jump off boxes because um, it's getting pretty lame. It was more not comparing me. Yeah. It was also an attack um, on... Lemon. Just, for me, she was basically saying, oh, you know... I'm tired of seeing people jump off boxes. Can't you be original? That's she was, it. That's, that's what, what it she was. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 then some queens kind of came came for her for saying that, wasn't it? Go on. Well, the timing was it was kind. It was just after the talent show episode, so it was thought that it was about Seth Lass, yeah, who did a jump off a box, or Diamante really, because she also jumped off a box into his after drop. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, Lemon did it on um, UK vs the World recently. So um, Seth Lass seemed to be like minimally involved, but like Sagittarian Dovima from season one came for a heart. Um, and it got a bit nasty at one point. Unfortunately, there was some nasty name calling. Um, Sagittaria seemed to be on good terms with Aja by the end of it. Dovima and Aja were not on good terms by the end of it. Um, and also Theresa May got involved at one point. Um, and that prompted Candy Muse to get involved. Candy Muse tweeted to uh, Theresa May saying, watch your mouth. And then Theresa May said, or what? I know. <laughs> I mean. It got crazy. And then Eve 6000 popped up from nowhere and said something. Should we have chimed in? I think we should do. Should, we, should, should, we, should I go on Twitter right now? Right now and just say something really mean about And say, queens. I own boxes. <laughs> I own death drops. <laughs> um, so, I am perfect. I am beautiful. <laughs> I am Linda Evangelista. I actually am Linda Evangelista. Yeah. Not like her. I am her. Should I just make a, a fake account under Linda Evangelista yeah, yeah, and yeah. just reply saying, hi, I'm perfect. I'm beautiful. I'm me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then, yeah, so it was all very dramatic. The way in which Sagittaria and Ovima replied was, first of all, we didn't know that you owned boxes in that <laughs> sense. And 
you must not know the uh, the scene here in España, especially the, the Canary, Canary Islands. Islands. Yeah, what you did is not yours to own. Mm-hmm. What you did is not original to you. We've been doing it for years, mm-hmm. and I feel like Aja kind of backtracked. I want to be very honest because I do feel that her original tone. Kind of was coming for Lemon, kind of was coming for Cephalus. It was. And she backtracked when she started getting all this um, this heat. Because the Spanish queens are fierce. Don't mess with She must not know what telenovelas are. Aja. I I I know Aja's from Brooklyn. Yeah. But like, don't mess with Espana. This is is it. They'll be all like, Hera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they came. Super oh, they came. They, and you know what? They don't come singular. Oh no, they're they a, come. A unit. They come as a pair. They come as as an army. <laughs> they a, they come as creature. an army. Okay, yeah. it's like Sithlas and her grandma's grandma. It's like oh, everyone's absolutely. in there from Andalusia. So there was a bit of backtrack, and I think that Aja kind of you know was like, okay. You know what? I am sorry. This is not what I meant. Though I actually think that's what she did, she mean. did mean. She backtracked and said it was more about being posted into ropey box jumps by... And she did use this in a disparaging way, really, against an in inverted commas bar queens, which isn't that nice either, is it? Because mm. um, we've all been a bar queen at one point, you know? Um, but there we go. Drag queens are being drag queens. It was very entertaining. I think it's a shame that the tone got a little bit personal, especially between... Well, it was the Vima. I think the Vima... For some reason, just I don't think that I mean, you know what? Go off, sis, but like have something to say, yeah, not just come in just to be insulting people's appearance, yeah, agrees. That was quite, it was, I don't know, I don't know what Davima just came in and just went ham, yeah, she went ham. She literally called her a pig, so she did go ham. (laughs) <laughs> she called her a potbelly pig. Pig in a wig? You caught her a pig in a wig. <laughs> you caught her a pig, you in, caught a her a pig in a wig, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Not India Ferrer and Derek oh, Barry. Oh, gosh. But th- I mean. Thanks again to Bessie Queen for a great recap of that. That was yeah. very, very interesting and entertaining. And the lesson is just don't. Don't, don't come for the Spanish don't queen. Come for the Spanish queen. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. But we love them anyway. And on we that love, note, here we, we are. We're going to this episode. Remember, we've just said goodbye to Samantha Ballantyne, who had a lip sync against Yota Karahota. And um, I think that really showcased to me Yota's um, ability to really convey emotion. Hota's really compelling. Yeah. As a, as a performer. She has no Botox because I saw every bit of emotion oh, on that face. Yeah. She's, she very, very much is an expressive performer. And I love it. She's gorgeous. And Samantha's a wonderful queen, but unfortunately she was kind of relying on the same tone when it just wasn't appropriate to this song. Mm, I mean... At the same time, and it is brought up in the beginning, at the same time, I think there were other girls who could have been in the bottom. So we're on to the beginning of the episode, Yeah, we? I've watched the first bit. We are. Like, I, I do really feel that Marina was saved. And I, I think I said that last week, and yeah. I'm going to say it again. Marina shrank, unfortunately. Marina was saved. I mean, Hutter lists off half the cast who she thinks should have been in the bottom. Yeah, well... No, it wasn't Yota. It was um, Australia. Australia. Oh, it was Australia. Australia was like, you know, at the same time, she shouldn't have been lip syncing. And then she said, who should have been in the bottom was this person. This She said, yeah, you're well, right. She said, hard the cast, but not to the girls in the confessional. One she thing that's very touching was just how kind of wounded Australia and Hota in particular, and Seth Lass actually I were think, by Samantha going. I think it was everyone. I think every, her presence. Her. Yeah, her she's, presence she's was much felt. Queen. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I don't think there was a celebration at all. I think it was... 
what a very huge somber. loss. Yeah. I mean, um, Hotta said that she she was like a mother to her when she first came into town and like really took her under her wing. Estrella loved her. And Seth Lass had massive streaks of dramatic mascara running down her face, the poor thing. Do you remember that beautiful tear that oh, Nina, Nina Bonina Brown oh, had Nina. as Mary that J. Blige? full tear. It was not like that. No, this this, this was this was like this you know yeah this I mean cry me a river. She did <laughs> of she, mascara. She heard the song, <laughs> then she performed the act True. because it was just like dramatic, mazzy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. We, when there's emotion with these queens, they give it full force, oh, don't totally. they? Oh, totally. So it's a sad goodbye to Samantha. Um, like I said, you can you can contest whether she should have been in the bottom, but she did not win the lip sync. Mm. Definitely. No. Yeah. Yeah. You, I agree with that. I agree with that. Then we're back in the workroom, and it's nice to see rec- reconciliation between uh, Jerichi and Marina. And I think that's not fair. I think go off, sis. There's, there's, you know what? I love the fact that the, you know these girls have bonded. They're in the same house, mm-hmm. and they just they go after the filming. They go there and they can just do whatever. But I would like to have seen that conversation between Marina and Chirichi. Um, so that's because- the problem. With, that's the the one thing that's a problem with the girls not being on ice and living yeah. together. Having said that, I think the payoff is their bonds are so much greater, as you've already mentioned. But you know, come on, I want to see drama, and when it's when it's these queens, you like, want to see you're, plate you're, smashing. Yeah, you want to see better. I want to see like a slap that's over drama. You know, the reaction is so dramatic, like from that one she's, of the, the yeah, Bollywood Indian exactly. Soap operas, yeah. She slept her on the, in the on the top attic, and she ends up in the basement, like the one when the lady falls into the <laughs> into the curtain and gets strangled. They get strangled yeah. by it. Yeah, that's, that's I mean that I, could happen. That's what I want. I've narrowly to see. avoided that on several occasions. <laughs> I think one of the downsides of them bonding in a house together mm-hmm. which i think is lovely because you can feel the love is there a lot of these other moments oh you know who's really feeling the love oh Onyx I mean, and seth last oh that's still going apparently they don't want to talk about it though so please respect them yeah please, please can we turn the topic polo please <laughs> I've, I've had enough of this this yes. prying thank you <laughs> we know that this today is going to be the musical Yes, it is. And what's so special is that it is an adaptation of uh, the musical Holy Camp, mm-hmm. which is the the product, uh, the baby, the works of the La Havis. Los Havis. Los Havis. Yes. God, and it's Lord. won several. It was made into a film, which won several Goya awards. And the Goyas are basically... Five. Five. The Five. Spanish equivalent of the Oscars. Is it? Well, yeah, like Pedro Almodovar's won a b- bunch of them. So they, were, you, wow. were, you, were you counting the seconds until I'd managed to shoehorn Pedro Almodovar I into mean, the conversation? Anyone that knows Dr. Tom <laughs> knows that you're bound to hear on the American fashion runways, Tom say, it's very Mugler. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very Mugler. Um, well, it is usually very Mugler. <laughs> well, you know, the queens must love the designer. Should we put money on whether there's some Mugler on the runway this week? I mean, yeah. The Mug- queens love Mugler. They reference him all the time. So we got that happening today, and I think it's really special. Mm-hmm. I think it's really nice of um, Los Harvey's to actually share their works. Yeah, it's they love the show, yeah, they love the queens. And create an adaptation yeah. specifically for these queens. And, I, I, you know, 
for me, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, Tom, but I too have um, written plays. That was me and me and my friend Juju wrote a play, um, and we submitted it to this competition, and it was selected. Mm-hmm. So what happened is they took our play, and then they they found a director, then they found actors, and then they created our play. It's amazing, um, and it was it was really fun to watch it. You're yeah. a playwright. Um, did they do it justice? No, they, I could have done all roles. By myself, um, I could have given a bit more direction. But did they permit your involvement beyond the writing? They did, and I hated everything that they were trying to do. As well. And but what I'm saying is that because it's your baby, yeah. you know, you read, you've written it, that that world already exists in your head, and so you actually want someone to take yes. it and make it better. You know, that's why we have these amazing actors. They take it and they they can make it better. Mm-hmm. But no, no, these were no, just no. Is there no end to your talents? I'm, I'm yet, that very impressive. I'm yet to find out. I'm yet to find out. Thank the, you. The limit does not exist. The, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. So um, here we are. They got this. They, they, there's the casting that goes on. Um, I love how the, the Javis kind of are there to help with the casting. They're very hands-on. You know what? I don't think that they... I, I think that they said, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. But I want a big... I want a big say. Yeah. I think this was more of them being protective of their work than it was for them saying, oh, oh, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I think it was more they really wanted um, to to have... To protect their work. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they wanted the best. Because, you know, usually whenever there's a play or a musical, mm-hmm. um, it's... Sometimes it's there's producers wanting to make drama moments. They're um, wanting to have a Black China moment. Yeah. They're wanting to have a check out my sleeve. You know they they want they <laughs> want that because it's good TV. It's funny. Um, but I think that the Lost Harveys were like, if we do it, we're doing it our it's way. Be, yeah, it's going to be a good and it's going to be good. And I think they probably have their eye on certain queens for certain roles. They know who can perform. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's it's, it's interesting when the conversation comes through. They they encourage Marina. To really kind of like step outside the box and to challenge herself in this episode, so she's either going to rise to the challenge or struggle. Well, yeah, they basically gave Marina. They didn't. They basically told Marina, "We want you to be the lead." Yeah, Mary which Korn. was Mary Corn. Mary Corn. Um, and I mean, I think props to her. She took it. Props to your mama. Props to her. She yeah, took go it. for it, Marina. I think Marina probably feels the sense that she actually does need to like impress the girls and impress the judges at this point and she she's just like on and she's like you know what i was saved last week i need I, there's no way i can she probably recognize she's a smart girl there is another kind of like mary corn's friend um susanel susanel who's kind of like a young kind of impetuous yeah naughty queen and, and there's a bit of competition there between seth Lass and diamante but diamante, but wins, diamante wins diamante wins i think she's got that kind of like brash Larger than life persona. I'm sure it sounds like it's right up her street. Uh, we have the two nuns. We've got Sister Bernarda, who's given to Sharon. Sh- and Sharon is, is kind of told she's doing that role. Mm. And but she's got- a pro. She accepts it. Of course. Mm. And we've got Milagritos. Yeah, who's Andalucian? I still need to look up like what is the idea, behind, what is special about Andalucia? What does it mean in Spanish culture? And that was Australia. Now, it was there was a moment with... Uh, Australia and Yota wanted the role and so they you know rightfully so the Harveys were like audition love it go for it there should be more auditioning yeah and drag race I, I get, exactly mm-hmm. that's the best way to settle things if, yeah. you, if we both want the role 
let's see who does what it better in real life uh, well that's it yeah, yeah it's, it's it's called casting look it up <laughs> um australia auditions and you'll just backs the hell up and i thought that was that was I so hilarious Hotta is such a good talking head though she'll read a bitch the house down she's like australia only picked the role to annoy me <laughs> This is my show. It's my show. This I'm is my the moment. Main character. This is the moment that counts. <laughs> She's so dramatic. We I got a her. painting who was Mother Superior, and that was given to Onyx. I feel like that's kind of something Onyx could do. It's just it's a bit weird and it's a bit out there as a character, you know, mm. playing a painting. So why not Onyx? You know what? I'm not doing episode four. But I would love to see Onyx do a role that's just pure and just you know that's not. You well, that is pure. That is no. That is well. No, I don't fine. know. It's it's a we'll, good role. We'll see. We'll but see. But what am I talking about? Are you saying that you want to see glamour from her? We have seen glamour from her in episode one. I'm not saying that we haven't seen glamour. I think everything that she's given to us is glamorous. Mm. Um, I think you and I have different <laughs> definitions of we what we think is <laughs> glamour. To me, this is glamorous, <laughs> Michelle. I'm so glad Jinx is back. Aren't God, you I'm glad? So excited. Aren't you glad? She's one of the ones I'm most excited to see. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. You know what would have been awesome? Sorry, it's a sidetrack. If they had brought back, well, well, she wouldn't be able to do it, could she? Because she's not a winner. I would love to have seen Raja and um, Manila. Manila. Okay, so just for everybody at home, uh, Bowler crossed his eyes and did the whole um, <laughs> MacArthur <laughs> Park thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was it was it? <laughs> And I knew, and I knew. Um, yeah. It would be good, actually, to have Alaska and Jinx on the same season, which is legit. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Right? Yeah, it'd be amazing, because they're actually really good friends. And... If you want a, a storyline that's already written... It's, it's... Why did they... Why did they do that? And why did they miss... There? I think they're probably saving some girls for the second version of this, probably in a few years' time. A couple of years, at least. I mean, it's a, it's a missed opportunity having, not having Bob and Monet on the same season as well. Yeah, I thought that, okay, focus. Well, you brought it up. Focus. And we've got the drag muses who are going to be charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Which, interestingly, we've just seen on um, the Ruse Call in season 14. 14. Yeah. 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 Themes. Themes. Uh, and then that's going to be Vinadita, Jirichi, Sith, Lars, and Yorta. Now, let's talk mm-hmm. about the um, the rehearsals. Do you know what? The rehearsals were, were good. We can see who are the singers and who weren't. So the singers are shit on. Well, one thing we should mention is they are actually laying down some vocals, which is our preference, isn't it? Take notes, season 14. Well, yeah. Like, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Usually they're protecting somebody if they're using pre-recorded vocals by, by a separate artist. Mm. Um, and in this case, I think I think the best balance between... You know, allowing the girls who can sing to shine without the girls who can't sing really, really, really struggle is to pre-record some vocals that they lip sync to. It's probably the best balance. I mean, they said it was they said it was a musical season fourteen, the Moulin Rouge. I, I think they need to change the name because it kind of disrespects what a musical is. Mm. A musical is um vocals from that person well i don't mind if you have to pre-record it but yeah, i feel like something yeah but i feel like it has to be your voice yeah it has it has to be you know your your voice if, with the singing with the the dialogue the acting mm. so i think that was a lip sync extravaganza for me for season 14 because all they had to do was act 
It was an acting challenge. It wasn't. An, yeah. It wasn't a musical. This is in. This is an actual musical because it is their vocals. It is their voice and the dialogue. They are the ones acting. I so. think this is the best balance because you need a really, really strong cast of singers to get away with live vocals. Yeah, yeah. and they do have Sharon. They have um, Sharon was great in this recording session. She's just a star. I mean, she 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 gave me a bit of Christina. She really did. She was giving a Christina Adlib runs. Um, up, up and down, a full lap run. <laughs> she, she was giving it the most. I think that's the only singers. Um, well, Jirichi. Jirichi. Yeah, Jirichi and Sharon. Jirichi, they specifically showed her needing a couple of goes. I mean, she's got such a distinctive singing style that I'm sure is incredibly difficult um, to achieve. So she needs a couple of goes to get into it. I, th- I just thought it was interesting they framed that. I think, and this is from the rehearsals, and maybe it would change for mm. the final one. I think one thing, and this is not a critique, this is like something that I think could really give a bit more power to Jury, to Jirichi, is I think she needs to really like engage her stomach muscles and really, really engage her stomach and mm. core when she's singing because at the moment her high notes, which are nice, they're, they're not they don't have a, a a powerful backing and i think if she just okay. if she sung more instead of like a mm. which is just singing really really up there if she added a bit more uh to it then the la can be a bit more like la like a mm. la, you know a, uh, then then a yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I I couldn't possibly comment because you're far more knowledgeable about singing that's, than that, I. That, that's what she, I'm hearing. I'm she, hearing is it's is, she does sound lovely, but I do get what you mean. There's like a bit of a lack of power. I wonder. I wonder if it's something to do with like she, obviously she's singing a very high kind of falsetto, isn't she? Or tenor? Is she a tenor or a falsetto here or soprano? Well, she's she's a lady, so yeah. she is a soprano. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, like maybe a mezzo soprano. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is that, like, you know, as a trans woman, she's having to overcome certain obstacles to sing in that range, you know, because the vocal cords, if you've gone through puberty, they're not altered by hormones. Mm. Um, so I, I would imagine that she's trained a huge amount. She put a huge amount of dedication into producing this soprano, mezzo-soprano sound. And I, th- I think I think she sounds really, really beautiful, but mm. I get what you say about... Um, the, the thing is, uh, <clears throat> it's not about the vocal cords because she's hitting the notes. She just she needs to engage okay. her core, her diaphragm more, so that the sound when it comes through the notes yeah. is a bit more stronger and not as eerie. And it's it's mm-hmm. you know, it's, I guess I'm just like speculating in my mind about potential obstacles that she may have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. You know what? Onyx is doing a rap, kind of like what? Um, who was that amazing comedian in season thirteen? Um, like no, Doja and you. I was here when she did this. You know, I'm here too. There for my safety. Just lost my hair. Utica. Utica. Amazing comedian. I was thinking he can't mean Utica because that's who did the fast rap. Utica. So Utica did a fast rap, but I was thinking that Onyx, if he is a painting and he is Mother Superior, I would have loved to hear the rap. Like you know, Bendela, Bendela Krim. Yeah, is like she was rapping, but she was doing it in like a. Still a really superior, like yeah, Julie Andrews kind of like that would have been a a really good approach because it's the contrast between the rap, you know, which is like kind of it's it's very R and B. It's a rap is very very Mm. like uh, uh, uh. 
the mm. contrast between that and like a very mother superior mm. kind of voice. I think I think that combination would have made it brilliant. Yeah, maybe she'll change it, but in the rehearsals, I, I didn't see her her doing that. <laughs> I guess other noteworthy things, Marina. Even though she's not necessarily the best vocalist in the cut, I can see her like acting, and the Javi is getting really emotional listening to her, which bodes well. Um, Venedita is very, very open about the fact that she cannot sing. I really like Venedita in her confessionals, actually. She's got like this smoky, drawly voice, and she delivers her things every, very like sensually and calmly. I like listening to her. Um, and Hotta, I could just watch Hotta all day. She's just so extravagant in everything that she does. Yeah, um, one of the girls made the note that, oh, you know, that's the same character. But it works. Mm. You know, it, it, don't use the same character when it doesn't work. For example, mm-hmm. um, Samantha Ballantyne's used that character mm-hmm. for the lip syncs in times where it didn't really go with the song. And it was a bit like, what are you doing? Um, and that's when you, you need to change it up. That's when that character choice that you do with the time isn't working. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, sure, maybe we're seeing a, this, a, another version of this character from Yota, but it works. Mm-hmm. I like it. So Yeah, I think it's working for her as well. I'm very entertained by her. It looks like it's going to be a good musical. Um, there's been... No one seems to be flopping. They seem to be good. Do you know why there's such great direction slash micromanaging slash micro directions <laughs> from the Harveys? And you know, again, like I said, it's their baby. They're there every step of the way. Yeah. They're in the vocal recording. They're not trying they're to... They're in the choreo. They are not trying to screw anyone over. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is, this is about me. This is my episode. <laughs> This, I'm on the chopping block here. My, not even our here reputation. Today. I won. I won an award. I won. Was it Goya? Yeah, Goya. I, I keep saying gyoza. Like the artist. Now I'm hungry. Gyoza. <laughs> the artist Goya. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I I love how involved they are, and you can just see how passionate um they are about this project, and and also about helping the queens find their character. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, great direction. I'm Definitely. loving it. I think it's going to be great. Let's move on. Now, we've just seen the Rusical, the drag calling Rusical. Um, I just want to say what a what a great job. Let's I just say it so was too. a it I was a bloody good one. I agree. It's up there with some of the best Rusicals. It was really long for a Rusical, but I enjoyed it throughout. But why I say that is the girls must have put in so much work to make it so professional and cohesive. They had so many lines to memorize, so many bits of choreo. I mean, this is another, uh, this is a benefit again, I think, or maybe them living in the house together. I, I wonder oh, if they went home yeah. and just rehearsed Probably. and rehearsed. Probably. They had to because you're right, there was a lot of dialogue there, especially mm-hmm. for those who had, I mean, a lot of speaking parts like Marina and Sharon and Sharon Australia, Diamante. Yeah. They, yeah, Diamante. They had it too. And then there was the singing and then the dancing. I want to say first, well, before we even get into it, I want to say this was really good. It was really good. And I do feel like any criticisms we have are going to be splitting hairs because I can't think of anybody who jumps out to me as like somebody who, who bombed. I, I thought they were all so good. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I think as we talk about it, we'll maybe uncover our tops and bottoms. But I do want to say, I don't think anyone flopped. So flopped. anything no that we do, cast. anything that I do say for me is it's it's not a critique. It's just we're just trying to do our job, guys. Yeah, 
This is, this why, is the reason you listen. This is why you listen. Okay? <laughs> we, we, we keep it real. We keep it 100. We keep it 100. Uh, now, um, the scene opens. Uh, the drag muse are the ones who open up the scene. So let's mm-hmm. start with them. The We have... We have Benedita uh, as Nerve. Yeah, right. Benedita is nerve. I think first, I mean, she she she's not a singer. Let's be completely real. But she, she knows singer. that. She yeah. knows that. But she made a joke out of it, and she was really funny. And I think she's a very charismatic performer. She had this like sensuality, and like she reached for every kind of like little vocal joke. Yeah. Well, like, to be honest, I think there are some jokes that she could have gone with. Oh, really? Yeah. Could have gone a bit they, further. They could have gone further. If you're not going to be singing, you are relying on comedy. Let's be real. You are relying on those comedic ad libs. Yeah. I, maybe. I feel that. I feel like you need to fill the space. I think she stayed within the bounds of her character that was kind of like uh, matriarchal and and kind of sensual, kind of simultaneously. Like, I think she conveyed the sense of, like, nerve quite well. She's very, like, authoritative. Okay. Uh, we have Drag Seth Lass, who I thought was amazing. She's got great stage presence. Again, not the best vocalist. But, oh, no. But great not, stage not presence. Great. But, again, she made this part her own. Um, Seth Lass gave it drag attitude. Yeah. Which is what I like. Like, you know, she, she gave it a bit of flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's a good she's good at playing that part. She's good at being sassy. You know, one thing I was like, oh, gosh, she, she towers over the other girls but i mean it wasn't as bad as when drag volcano did it remember yeah. and the girl group challenge drag volcano just looked like hagrid um, <laughs> like amongst all the first years at hogwarts you know where he's just so tall a like, very gorgeous glamorous hagrid uh, oh yeah um, <laughs> you know, I ha- know what you mean but like seth last because i think she's actually quite petite yeah doesn't stick out that much Too above much. the other girls yeah Drag, she just really shone for me. Doing a last. couple of splits as well. Yeah. You know, we, we got our Canary Island flavor. So she was good. Judy, she was great. She was great. Her vocals Her were vocal. fabulous in yeah. the end. She overcame whatever difficulty she had in the yeah. in the recording. Yeah. Um, again, her character was more sensual to me. Um, I think she still, she managed to grab the spotlight with her moments. Um, I do wonder if, even though her vocals are so beautiful and she had great moments, if character-wise she was overshadowed a little bit by a couple of the other girls. When she wasn't singing, I didn't see her. That's the thing. When she was singing, she shone. Yeah. And she was in the spotlight. Yeah. She was an angel. When she was singing, she was noticed. When she wasn't singing, I was, okay, where is she? Who is she? Yeah. Yeah. I can get that. Um, now, Hota. Hota was this great campy gypsy. She just makes me laugh. She's a great I just have to look at her and I laugh. Gypsa. She's a gypsy. Like um, so over the top, she's, so extra. And she <laughs> everything was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> she was just making me laugh. She was a she was a gypsy shah. Yeah, she was. She was shy as a gypsy. It was like um Seth last mentioned the, the the Lola Flores lady again, that she seems a bit I, I wanna look her up because apparently she bases quite a lot of her character on her. Um she just makes me laugh. She draws the eye for me. I, I like it because I think that the drag muses should have their own personality, quite yeah. distinctive personality. Successfully, all four of them. I think who did it more successfully in terms of like that just separated themselves in terms of their character choices was Yotta and was Sethlas. Yeah, and then we had the purity and you know the the lovely voice of Sethlas. No, and of then, sorry of Jirichi, <laughs> and then there was. There was nerve in the deeds. If, if I did have to rank them and who was least amazing, mm-hmm. 
I would say um, the, the most for me number one stood out f- was there's something about Sith Lass and I can't I think it was her attitude and her confidence and her says I think you're getting her more than I do but like I thought she was fab yeah mm-hmm. I, I, she's up there um, it's hard because I know what you're going to say you, you don't rate Venedita as much as I do no I, I, I'd say Venedita was um, the fourth and most amazing I yeah that's a good way of phrasing it. I actually really like her persona and the kind of like sensuality thing that she brings to everything. So I actually enjoyed her performance more than you did, I think. I mean, as there were great drag muses. I mean They were really good. I wanna I wanna just say again, they're all great. So let's move on to the two leads who I thought was um Mary Corn, who is Marina, mm-hmm. and then her lesbian friend. <laughs> Um, Diamante. Diamante, who was uh, Susanal. Yeah, I, um, I think that Marina is a fabulous actor. I th- really actually good. think she has a career in acting outside She's of this. Probably the best, like, straight actress yeah. of them. Yes. Yeah. Comic was... acting aside, she was the best. She, like, she made me, f- her solo was fantastic because we said during the recording, not the most amazing vocalist of this cast, but competent. And but it's just like the way she acted it and the passion and stuff. It was really, yeah. really tear-jerking moments. She yeah. was great. Marina, I, I, I see she comes alive when she performs. There's something... It's, it's, so, it's so weird to think that the person in the confessionals is the same person on stage. Do you know what? I loved her dancing as well. Her, in the confessionals, she's very just like, you know, no, no, no. She's very like that. She's very like, she oh, laissez-faire. Seen... Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just talking. But on stage, she is great. Now, the, the beautiful thing about Marina here is that she went from this really straight-laced, amazing actor... Um, and you saw the innocence, but when she became um, the drag queen she wanted to be, she became this like little like energetic, like amazing mover, great dancer. Yeah, really that transformation was well. really good. Now, I just to- say, I don't think she's ever looked more beautiful either than that, like Mia Jovovich in the Fifth Element hair. She yeah. gave me pure Lilu vibes. I love it. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. And that solo that you were talking about, um, that little moment, that little um, her her little ballad was great because she put acting first mm. so the vocals didn't have to be like beyonce they were oh, allowed yeah. to falter they that you know she could have sunk badly like madonna so excuse me a- do you want to get into it <laughs> i was trying to educate you the other day about like pre-evita and post-evita madonna vocals and uh, you, you didn't i'm anything. just joking tom i'm not Girl. joking bitch i'm not joking bitch. i'm not joking bitch <laughs> Okay, no, um, I felt like, you know, she is a, she's a competent singer. Mm-hmm. She is, but with music theatre, acting yes. is first. You told me this before, and yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was watching, because I've learned from you. I've Thank learned you. From you. Acting comes first, and when, when you're acting and you see this vulnerable girl singing, but I think what you... The most important thing is to see the vulnerability, to see the acting, and the acting, the singing through the acting is yeah. is what we what we hear. So she did a great I job. Her dancing was fab as well. Of course, very she... much like a talent show. Very kind of. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not really going to say the right style of dance. Was it kind of like salsa, kind of um, tango style dancing? We'll say it was a, a, a boiling pot of fabulousness. Boiling pot of fabulousness is definitely okay. it was yeah, great. Yeah. Spicy pot of fabulousness. It was um it was good. It she was, was really just, good. 
She was she was a great she's a great dancer. We know that. Onto Diamante. Diamante was good as well. She was really good. Diamante was really good. I, she was funny. Can the, you believe it? She was funny. She, she was, was fu- funny. The the role was well suited to her. I could see Diamante in the role, but she was still acting the character. She was really really consistent throughout. She was really energetic. She was fun. She 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 epitomized what I think was required of her. Yeah, I think she's another great dancer as well, but a very different style to Marina. Very good dancer, very confident mover, very good actor. Really good. Like the act, her actress thing was great. She, yes. And you know what? Great dialogue. Good job from the the Harveys. I love how there was a dialogue mm-hmm. that brought up past queens like Davima and Inti so and Marisa Prista. And then who do you th- like when Sharon said, who, "Who do you think you are?" Yeah. Um, La Prohibida. What's your name? La, La Prohibida. And then she said, "Oh, do you think supreme. you're supreme?" <laughs> Oh, I thought that was good. That was funny <laughs> and a personal Kika, touch. Kika uh, Diamante did a great job. And really I good. love her voice in the duet that she mm. did with Australia. I thought that was a good moment for yeah, her. Yeah. It was it was good. She was good all around. She had the right energy all around. She was always noticed. She made she was good. It was very, very good. Really fab. Yeah. Which is great. So our final three are the nuns, really, aren't they? Let's talk about um, Sharon and Australia. With Sharon, I just think she's like a total pro. She's just that like is, a really good actress. That's all I've got here. I wrote it twice. I wrote Sharon as a pro. Sharon as a pro again. It's 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 it was like one mind. Um, there's one bit that really made me laugh when she she was laughing at something. She did that thing with her teeth. Yes, like, the- ah, 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 ah. <laughs> it was very very the- funny. She was the jaw laugh. Wasn't it? She's she was a great actor. She was a fabulous dancer, and even though she is an amazing singer, and we know mm-hmm. that the beauty of her song with Australia is that I just was focusing on how amazing of an actress she was, yes. and the song obviously the sound came and the sound was great, but she she doesn't need to rely on the fact that she's a singer. Now, yeah. I want to compare Sharon to. Jirichi. Jirichi, all I got from Jirichi was what a great singer, mm-hmm. but I didn't see a character. And an I didn't see I didn't much. see an actress. Okay. And so and she's a singer, so only time she came alive was when she was singing, where Sharon, I know Sharon had more more dialogue, but when she was singing and dancing, she could do it all. And I noticed her in and out of the vocals. In the happy song as well. She was she did the vocals that were appropriate to the song. She didn't like push into being like, I'm going to do amazing vocals here. She did what the song required of her. Yeah. 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 She's, she's a chameleon. She's so good. And everything was, I think she knows that she's on stage because even her movement was and her, and her facials was very music theater. Very, I think Sharon so. is the whole package. One thing I will say, but I do think it was probably a directorial choice, um, was that when she and Australia were conversing, it was sometimes a little bit busy and lines were being stepped on but i think that was just the way those two nuns were supposed to interact and i think it was fully intentional okay it was just something that for me as a non-spanish speaking viewer uh i had to keep up like okay yeah i mean non-spanish speaking i am getting better yeah 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 Um, i I thought it was good hola muchacho uh australia also was very good australia is such a good comedy actress so that's what exactly what i've written like in contrast to Sharon, who's just like a fab actress all round, Estrella was giving me comic actress. Yeah. Like she's like French and Saunders or somebody. Like Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> okay. You know, Pinky's like the serious one in the so brain. So like the really, really cute Pinky. Okay, she's there, okay, like that okay. funny, goofy, <laughs> lovable Pinky. Yeah. That's what I thought her character was. Well, to me, was. like it's a bit more like 
um, Sharon is Jennifer Saunders and Estrella is Dawn French. And like, she just brings a bit more of that silliness. Mm. Um, but it's wonderful. Or like SpongeBob and Squidward. Yeah, go on. Go off, sis. Patrick. <laughs> no, SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah, so get it right. Um, their interactions are wonderful. They've got fantastic chemistry on stage. Yeah. You can tell that they love working with each other as well. And I think, oh, actually, you could actually see in the, the cast selection, Sharon was very happy Australia got that role. Yeah, it's yeah. good. They bounced off each other very well. The um, the difference in their personalities was strengthened because they were both so solid in their characters that it actually helped each other out. Mm-hmm. The uh, the comic timing was great. I thought Australia had amazing, great vocals She's in her really song. Good. But then when in the finale song, I was like, oh, oh, it's mm. is it a different person singing? Or did know. they just turn off the <laughs> turn off the auto tune? <laughs> I was like, "What's happening here?" <laughs> um, again, though, her for her it was always acting, and but I loved her solo song, yes. and I love how it became a duet, and her and Diamante sung it together, and it was beautiful. It was yeah. good. She had great chemistry with Diamante. It's all all round fantastic job. All round fantastic, yeah, great last, job. Last but not least, we have Onyx, who had like the odd role of the mother superior because she was a picture for most of it, yeah, and popped up like twice, kind of. For, we mentioned Black China earlier for Black China esque moments, didn't she? She was the one who wasn't really there for most of it. Although I say she maintained that facial expression perfectly. Could throughout. you imagine her holding I know, it? I know her face hurt. was being sore. Uh, my face would have hurt. Um, and then she did that rap wonderfully, and then she gave it a bit more oomph in the second go um, with that song as well. Um, I thought Onyx did exactly what was required of her. Yeah, yeah. Onyx did her job she did her role she was there in the background the whole time with the face bobbing gently with the frame i would not have gone for the, i personally wouldn't have gone for that role if the role before i was a dog that had a little cameo moment that mm-hmm. wasn't really remember she was she came in as the partner the oh, dog yeah. and and it was it wasn't much on screen time she came in later and it was it was basically another cameo moment and she's doing it again this week and i i just feel like are you hiding mm. are you not trying to be noticed is, is there anything but let's just that's what i think but also she did this job justice she did, she did a she really did. good job here um and she did that role she couldn't have done more than that Definitely, definitely. That was I think that was her part. Now that's that's the performance. Before we go into the runway, let's try and name some high girls. Yeah, even that, we've already said Sharon. I, I got it. I know Sharon, Australia, Diamante, and Marina. Yeah, I would no, be happy with it. any combination and of those girls. I being the top. would not send anyone home this episode. I would keep them all. Yeah, because I can't. I can't find a bottom two for such a big challenge for such a difficult challenge where it's their vocals where there's choreography where there's acting and there's so much dialogue mm-hmm. they need to be rewarded for such a great job they that's just such if, a if they, talented bunch of queens if they did it with daytona wins they can do it with this they t- oh gosh although mean, let's not forget the girls actually acted beautifully in that it's production that ruined it with the fart noises i mean marina in australia would have loved that wouldn't they apparently the big fatters <laughs> The storyline of the season. Um, now, gun to head, because this is what is expected of us. Even if we're splitting hairs, who do you think would go in the bottom? Gun to head? Gun to head. I, I pick choose. bullet. <laughs> Darian Lake. Um, if I had to choose two, 
I ah oh, this is this is so unfair because it's making me feel like they didn't. Do I know. A bad I feel job. like I'm picking on somebody for no reason. For me, it will come down to who had the least invol- involvement and like. Oh, and it's not it's not a jab it's not a jab at Onyx, but I feel like I could have taken Onyx's role out of this musical, and the musical would have been the same. It wouldn't have altered but that's anything. That's not her fault, but she might be criticised. Exactly, that, yeah. but that's but I know it's not her fault, and I think that she actually chose the hardest role in a way because when you don't have many moments to make a statement or shine, you have to make that one moment that you do get yeah. mean everything. You need to make sure that it's it's the musical kind of exists without that moment. And I, and I, and unfortunately I don't think that happened. So I would, I would put Onyx there only because I could, the musical will re- remain the I same get, without yeah, her role there. Hairs. And I feel like for me, the least amazing muse was Venedita. So it will be Venedita and Onyx. That's just my opinion, but I, I think that they're all amazing. I, I, I love Venedita, but I do see where you're coming from. I really enjoyed what she did, but, I could see where the judges could criticise her. Similarly, I think Jurici, I have such a soft spot for her. I see Jurici in the final, but she might be criticised, even though her vocals were beautiful, she might be criticised for shrinking in between the musical bits. And that's the only thing that the two of us can criticise of the whole thing. Mm. I do remember specifically a lot of the shows I've done that they always kept saying... This, you, the acting is really important, and the, and, I, and, I, and I've told you what the the hierarchy mostly. If there had to be a hierarchy with the three um the the three threats that's required of you, mm-hmm. which is dancing, singing, and acting, the hierarchy is the first most important thing is acting. Second is singing. Third is dancing, which is why the dancers usually get paid the least. Oh dear! Always, oh, always, um, and that's all. That's also why they always hire famous actors uh-huh. to do uh, musicals. I mean, for example, the tragedy that was Madonna and Evita. Oh my God! Like, I mean, do you want to like lay off her for five minutes? <laughs> yes, agreed. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you're not though. I joke. I put up with this every day. I have to defend Madonna to the hilt. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted from defending I mean, Madonna in this household. I mean, um, just before, but like, for, but I'm, I just want to say that's why they can't put someone like Madonna. I know, I know Madonna's in there. not. And the also, best that's why they can put someone like what was his name? Was it Russell Crowe? Madonna's not the best actress either. The only. I love Madonna. Look, I love Beyonce. And you know, I love her the same as Tyra Sanchez. Yeah. Okay? I would <laughs> I would more. throw a chair at someone who talks bad about Beyonce. <laughs> trust. That was disrespectful trust. to Beyonce. Exactly. She could have hurt herself. That wasn't funny. <laughs> um, but, like, Beyonce is not the best actress. She I, I isn't. Mean, I will admit, I mean, I only watched Body of Evidence for, for shits and giggles, really. I will say, you know... There's a couple of films from Madonna's been okay as an actress, and one of them's Evita, and one of them is Desperately Seeking Susan because she's playing herself. The only role I've seen Madonna be quite good in was um, her cameo in Will and Grace. Again, because she was playing herself. Cut basically. to me, eating, eating this whole cheesecake. cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you do cut to me. Oh, I love that. I do before, love- before going, um, just you mentioned Triple Threat. When they were talking about that but with the, before the casting and stuff, I heard somebody go, Mocatriz, Mocatriz. Lamez, who was the guy that played? Um, it was Russell Crowe, wasn't it? In Lamez, yeah, yeah, the one that was um not not Javier, or was uh, he was, he was the other one, the the other the other male Hugh lead. Jackman. 
And they not, yeah, it was Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman and then Russell Crowe. Yeah, okay, it was Russell Crowe. I don't. That is the worst casting in the history of movies, musicals. I can't really comment. I don't really know who they uh, The the worst. But I want to say I, I want to say a good example of an actor um, who was an actor first, um, singer second, and uh, people may agree, may disagree. I don't care. Anne Hathaway and Lamez. Oh, she was uh, like from what I've seen of her, she was uh, the hair shaving scene. Anne Hathaway, I was like, I, when I heard that she was cast in that role, I think mm. it was it wasn't Eponine. You know, she she sang the "I Have a Dream" time yeah. on by. Um, when I heard that she was cast in that role, I was like, oh man, why can't they just get one of the queens from Broadway? Mm-hmm. Why can't they just get someone you know who who's actually done the role on Broadway mm-hmm. West End? And then I saw her do it, and I was like, oh wow, oh, silenced. They, she the acting was so good Mm. and then the oh she yeah anyway that's my tops and bottoms so on to the runway now let's go to the runways and let's hope that the runway you know what maybe it's just going to be a runway um well the theme is two in one and this is something we've seen done on drag race before it's usually very exciting and interesting i will say two and ones it's very very hard to do two really competent looks i mean it was apparently violet who inspired it but let's not forget Rare that example. tyra sanchez well, was the first to do more than two looks assemble in one and disassemble herself yeah. on the runway so basically. let's just give credit where credit's due oh, no, totally totally Thank i you. think tara does, does deserve i won't have you yelling at me on on while we're on live <laughs> not while we're recording okay no no okay. no outside of this yes <laughs> hit me like you do yell at me as you always Anything do but goes. not not while the mics are on tom okay yeah Category is two looks in one. We're setting off with Jurichi. Talk to me. So Jurichi um, looks gorgeous in this. She's got this kind of cloaked look. The theme is very kind of opera. Um, and she's got like this short cloak with the knickerbockers. But then she reveals it into what I actually think is a really pretty um, operatic Marie Antoinette style dress with this big gold lame skirt. Very Galliano for for me. Yes. Um, I like. Wiggly, maybe? No? No, actually, no, no not not yet. <laughs> um, I like possibly. the the spooky makeup, the the powdery white updo. I think it looks really gorgeous. I really like this look. I too like this look. Mm. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's. I mean, it goes without. It's a lovely now. look. We see Marie Antoinette now several times every season, but this is a good interpretation because she's given it like this spooky opera, slightly gothic quality, and also because it was a reveal. It was a reveal. It was a reveal. It was a reveal. Now, I find this look really interesting by Onyx because she does the the egg transforming into a gorgeous, I think like xenomorph, like alien themes going on here. Now, she says that she knows the egg has been done before. So she stepped away from that and she's giving us more of a cocoon. Uh, the cocoon's life. been done before the too. Cocoon. We the know a cocoon has been done The cocoon's before. been done. Thank you, Jasmine Masters, Thank you, season Jasmine seven. Masters. You know, a butterfly comes out of a cocoon. <laughs> Um, Her voice is not that husky. You sound like the twins of Simpsons. <laughs> Patty and Selma. Yes. <laughs> you sound like them. They, Jasmine does like, not sound mm, like that. Mm, <laughs> a butterfly <laughs> comes out of a cocoon. <laughs> 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 a butterfly comes out of a cocoon, Marge. Um, no, I, I do really like this look. Now, what interests me about this is, I think, like, the first, like, um, example that I can find of this, yeah, is by a designer called Evan Hirsch, who's based in New York from a 2020 collection. Around the same time, the Ms. Cracker would have been preparing her egg look mm-hmm. on uh, Drag Race All Stars season five, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I did double check this actually, and certainly Ms. Cracker doesn't mention Evan Hirsch as an influence, but I can't see how not as a New York-based designer and the similarities. There was a very distinct egg-like kind of poof dress that descended. It was undone. It was transforming fashion into a petal skirt. Mm. I'm not sure if that's the first time it has been done, but it's certainly a prominent example. The egg is a direct copy and paste from Aquarius finale. Um, I think that was a little different because she just took that off. It didn't become a petal skirt. But that was the first look. And she looked like... That was the first look. So the first look... was ready to be microwaved. What I'm saying is that the first look is the exact same. The second look's different. It unveils into a dress. I would actually compare it more to Ms. Cracker's egg reveal. Okay. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree, Tom. We will. And I think everyone will agree with me because I'm kind of the fashionista here. Well, Um, it's been said many times. What's my name? Fashion. I am fashion. (laughs) You are fashion. Pure white couches. Versace. Gucci. Limousines. Fashion. Did anyone else say fashion? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Venedita. So Venedita goes for... I think this is fun for Venedita because we've seen her do sultry and sexy so often. It's fun to see her do something. Now, she walks out as a troll doll. Um, very Jeremy Scott from Moschino with that kind of like... Not actually from Moschino. This is one of his own solo collections where he had like the, the Muppet fur, colourful kind of furs and stuff. Um now, this is called, like like Onyx's, it's a proper kind of transformation, not a reveal where a garment is cast aside. Same as um, Jerichi, actually, all three of them so far, it's been a transformation, yeah. not a reveal. So that's really cool, and I think they deserve extra points for that. So absolutely, hard absolutely. to make both looks work. It makes me a bit sad that Venedita's actually a bit critical of her outfit here, but I think it's because she's stepping outside of her comfort zone. I think she's more comfortable being the sultry vixen, not being a camp troll doll. Let's talk about, yeah, yeah it's quite weird when um, she's a bearded queen, but... Um, Let's just talk about the the levels of what a reveal is. A two-in-one look. A two-in-one look, for me, everything has to stay with you. Like, it can't... When you're taking off something to reveal a costume, that's not a two-in-one look. Give us a good example, look. then. Like, as a... Who, who was criticised for taking off a jacket? Coco. Coco, when all the girls who had been eliminated and came back yeah. did their two-in-one look. Coco took off a jacket. No, also... um. Pocketbook, pineapple pocketbook. She was critiqued. Manila? No, pass me my pocketbook. Oh, it was on that All Stars as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get that. For me, when when you're taking off something to reveal something else, that for me is, it's a two in one look, but it's, it's kind of like not the same. For me, it has to, or everything has to remain. For the person a, who was criticized most actually was Alaska. Because the second oh, look yeah. little pound cake was stunningly amazing. That wasn't a two-in-one look. Well, she just she just wore garbage. Very, very uh, Joseph Merrick, very Elephant Man, shuffling in. Mugler, possibly, Tom? No. Did Mugler do it? No. Remember, Mugler had a trash can in his kitchen, so yes, it's Mugler. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> the looks have to be the same and have to remain intact. They have to stay with you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I would say it's extra points if it's incorporated. To me, it's still a two-in-one if it's kind of a reveal. But anyway, let's there's talk, a bit of a distinction. Let's talk about Yota Karahota. So Hota comes out. I love this huge wig on her. Now, she she says Mugler is, a, is an inspiration. I do see it. Now, do you remember Cardi B in the clam 
shell. Yes. Mugler 1995, I think. Sorry, was it Mugler? Well, yeah, it was. And okay. She mentions Mugler. Oh, no, just asking. So she's gone for the kind of Botticelli's Venus in a clamshell inspiration. I do see it because there's the clamshell. It's very, very different to that. Obviously, she's given it as, as, its own spin. The prints on it, the Renaissance prints, is very kind of westward, very Dolce & Gabbana. Um, what's underneath, I would say, is less interesting than the original garment. Uh, but she works it on the runway, and all the pearls are very Chanel, and it's in keeping with the clam theme. Yeah, I like it. I um, the performance element of it, you know, she it, works it. it, it should she? be a bit. Well, no, she she struggled. Oh, I know. She that struggled. Was, the struggle was real with the reveal. It was very um, ornacea. It was very oh, oh well, mama. You know the tea behind that though. They told her to do it slowly, and then they edited it to make it look like she was struggling. What? Yes. Vivacious is sad. She was told to take her time with it. I and did they, they not know that. I, the fashion. Drag Race expert. Well, I did not know that. No, like Vivacious was screwed over on that season, I tell you. They said to... Iconic club kid Vivacious was screwed over on season six. Oh, gosh. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, that's sad. Well, yeah. anyway, that's what, that's kind of like what I was wah, wah. Um, um, referring to. Now, I love this look on Sharon. She looks very glamorous. Now, this is a, it's a bit of a reveal. It's a giant feathery cloak. It's not a two-in-one. But what she reveals underneath, again, is like a nice different side. We've not seen kind of sexy showgirl Sharon yet. Um, now, I'm going to say the corset is quite mugler. It's very Sorry, one more time. From, for the, <laughs> for the people in the back, for the mothers or the children who are screaming in the background, so what was it? Was it Mugler? Okay. I mean, it's a bit reminiscent of, do you remember the Lady Gaga Mugler 2008? Actually, they weren't originals. They were a copy of the Mugler 2008 origami bodices. Do you remember when Gaga was doing that with the crystals coming off? Yes. And it's a bit like, um, uh, again, oh, I'm not sure what year, but the, the, again, the crystal bodices, very that. Um, I think she looks beautiful and very Mackey, the wings, aren't they? Yeah, I saw yeah. Mackey with the wings. Mm. Um, I just thought she looked stunning. Really great to see a like, glamorous showgirl, Sharon. We've not seen that yet. Yes, mm. she is a versatile queen. She oh, is here to win. Totes verse. She is here to win, and I love it. I really do. Sharon is top three. She's definitely going to the finale. I'm saying that now. There's just no two ways about it. Now, drag Sithlas. Sithlas has given me... I mean, she looks gorgeous, but she's not giving me a lot of those references more. She's telling a story. Excuse me. God, where did that come from? Um, sorry, listeners. Um, what was it? It was a little burp that I suppressed. Uh, yeah. Well, that's... Go that's, on. That's what... <laughs> drinking, As you were. Drinking Sauvignon Blanc at lunchtime does too. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, she's more telling a story. She's going from christening to um, communion to wedding to wedding night so this is a four-in-one now it's a series of reveals it's not a tr like a transformation but i mean she works it and she that's a transformation though yes the communion into the wedding dress do you know what that reminds me of most the first time i saw the let it drop and it goes it disappears under the full skirt alexis michelle with that amazing performance she did of into the woods You've mm. seen that clip, haven't you? No. Where she's the witch and she goes into the princess. Okay. And she did it fantastically. Check the, that clip out, guys. Alexis Michelle's really so underrated. Um, and she works out looking very, very sexy in that lingerie. Um, good job. I love her in red hair. I just think any queen that's extra is amazing. 
Mm. Uh, the category is two and one. I give you four and one, mama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two times two is four. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. I like it. <laughs> and do you know what I'm loving as well? And this is such, it speaks so highly of Drag Race Espana as a franchise, or a branch of the franchise. The judges eat the girls up and encourage them so they're, much. They're, they're like, you know, when you actually go to a club or somewhere mm. and, and everyone's like, yes, yes. Mm. That's what I love about Drag Race España because I think there is, there's a clear hierarchy in the US. Oh, definitely. In the US. And, and they almost don't want to give you too much um, mm. praise. They want to kind of r- remain quite, mm, I am better than you. Yeah, I am yeah. better than you. And I'm here to judge you because I am better. Whereas with the Drag Race España judges, even throughout the musicals, they are just like yes and gagging and laughing and they're very supportive. They're a great audience. They're celebrating the drag, not tearing it down. Yeah. Because you know what? On Drag Race US sometimes, sometimes Michelle is up there playing the Grand Dame and it's trite actually. (laughs) Timmy Brown. (laughs) Make your hair run around. I mean, Uh. I mean, Angeria. So on to Diamante. So many references for Tammy. I did not hear a one. What we got was round around, didn't it? Diamante Mary Brown is again doing the egg. So the egg into the petal skirt, the same point of reference, the same Evan Hirsch 2020 reference slash Ms. Cracker, I would say. Um, This is fun. It's very cartoonish, the kinder egg thing. Oh, she got a three in one. She has actually. And then she's into a little toy car, like a little bit of a Transformers vibe. Um... It's fun and she performs the heck out of it. Um, I like it overall. I like it. Sure, it's a little bit crafty in bits, sure, but whatever. I love I, I, mean, I love the, the idea. I love the performance. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's we should be honest. Be. Yeah. Um, we love Diamante for her performance, her personality on stage, mm-hmm. her dancing skills, her acting. Um, runway is just not her gig. So far, apart from the monster runway when she was actually really elevated. Yeah, that was it. But that was, yeah. But it's just not her brand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For me. Okay. So next we've got Marina. Um, Marina. Now she's giving me like one of the girls from the B-52s as she walks in, but she's just referencing Priscilla, but I don't know which Priscilla she means. Like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Okay. Priscilla, the judge of Drag Race Italia? Priscilla Presley? Who knows? Um, in a sparkly little dress and it's again it's a reveal it's a reveal rather than a transformation but she goes into a kind of like Vivian Westwood model afterwards with this like punky mullety hair um, and this gorgeous scarlet dress um, I mean I think I think it's a great reveal um, I didn't know all that dress was under the mini dress um, and the wig reveal helps as well it's art it's art it I do art. like the look I like it when she... I mean, her vibe is punky. It's a good look. And it's a great reveal. Mm. Love the wig. Love the dress. Love the reveal. It's a good for me. Now, my darling Estrella steps out, giving us Marilyn Monroe uh, from the Diamonds, Our Girl's Best Friend sequence of Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. We have seen this before. Peppermint, Chicolet, uh Keith Scott Claws. But... She does reveal it into the iconic, and this hasn't been done on Drag Race before, I don't think, the seven-year itch, iconic, over a steam grey Marilyn Monroe look, um, which is great. Uh, both, uh, what was his name? The amazing costume designer, uh, William Trevia, um, who designed both those, actually. Um, so talk about somebody creating iconic 
imagery. Anyway, she sells it. I love the reveals. And then she's in a, in a sexy black swimming costume with a little cap. And again, the judges are eating it up and clapping her on. It's so cute. Um, I think this is really good. She gives us three in one. I I like it. The re- again, the reveals not transformations, but still beautiful. It's a three in one. I mean, more, more, more is what I say. Well, the judges were like, because she was like, do you want one more? And they're like, more. She so knows how to work a group. She I knows love, how to I work an audience. One. And it's yeah. beautiful. Now, Tom, has your bottoms and tops changed? Um, let's see. Who did we think kind of, much as we loved them, who could have I said, I said in the bottom for me we said like, was Venedita and Onyx. Venedita, Jurici, Onyx. Um I don't know, they all looked amazing. I think the winners this week, nothing's changed. It's still Australia. It's still Marina. It's still absolutely shit on. And I think that the outfit from Diamante takes her out of the win. Oh, it was cute. It was cute, but I know what you mean. It's not quite as polished and elevated Mm. as some of the others. But yeah, go on. I guess, you know, Marina looked cool, but again, it wasn't the most super elevated look, but it's so such a hard challenge to do a two-in-one. I have massive respect for these queens to, to accomplish this task at all. But I, th- I think our tops and bottoms remain. Yep. Let's start off by saying congratulations. First of the top three was Estrella, Sharon, and Marina. Yeah. And the win was given to... Estrella. Congratulations. Fantastic, Estrella. Like... Any, any of those girls could have taken the win. Absolutely. It was such a strong week. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we do have to have bottom queens. Onyx is in the bottom three, but they did praise her performance a lot. And they, they really criticised her runway, which I didn't really agree with. But there we go. And then our bottom two is Jurichi and Hotta, two, like, faves. Although, mm. as often happens with Drag Race España, the whole cast becomes my fave. I don't want to see anybody I, go. I do want to say that I I, I did say I, I thought Venedita should have been the bottom. And I do want to also say that Venedita claims, she said it in Antarct, that she thought she was lip syncing tonight and she had another little reveal underneath. So she, I'm not being hard on them. They're being hard on themselves. She wasn't very confident in her outfit, which she said on the runway, which kind of, I almost thought it was foreshadowing at one point, but there we go. Mm. So, unfortunately, it's Jurichi and Hotta against each other, two faves. Um, they do a song by La Prohibida, um, like a really fun, I like this electro pop song. Um, to me, Jurichi gave her a controlled, sensual performance. I enjoyed her burlesque. Mm. Um, the very gradual striptease, the sensual moves. I love Hotta. But this wasn't it for me, unfortunately. I felt like Samantha Ballantyne's yes. lives on <laughs> through in lip sync through Yota here. The spirit I felt like possessed her. I felt like she was pulling a Samantha. Mm-hmm. It was a bit manic. It was a bit uncontrolled. It was a bit. I was like, she's doing a strip tease that wasn't working. She couldn't get the clothes off. She chucked her wig off. I will say, Jerichi's wig fell off, but <laughs> that wasn't deliberate. And she did rose petals again, which she did last week. Mm. It's like, oh, we've seen it. Hotter. Love you. This wasn't but... the hotter that we saw last week in the lip sync. No. I do want to say that I do agree with you that the winner of this lip sync is um, Jerichi. Yeah. It was much more controlled and it wasn't as desperate. And that's kind of what I sensed out of uh, out of Yota. Um, I wonder if it could. I'm not. I don't care if people take off their wigs. I know that everyone's like, "Oh, when your wig falls off, 
uh, I, I think people have been conditioned to to feel that way because that's what RuPaul all of a sudden felt. So therefore, people think that. Uh, when your wigs fall off, it's the end of you. I don't. I feel I like will. if your wigs off, it's off. I feel like if you can make the moment work, you can make the moment work. I will say, if you're going to take your wig off, make sure it means something. Yeah. Make it a statement. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, physically. So yeah, let's agree that the winner is Jirichi. And it's predicted Jirichi won. So we say bye to Yota, which is sad. I'll miss Hota. Yeah, she was. A little drama center, a great talking head, so endearing, so charismatic. I didn't see her in the bottom. I didn't mm, see it. You could argue, yeah, that she maybe didn't deserve to be there. We enjoy, but it's such a hard week to judge. It was. It was. It, it is what it is. Do you know what? Next week is the snatch game, and after what we saw in season fourteen, I'm hoping that it's some redemption for the RuPaul's Drag oh. Race franchise. <laughs> Let's yeah. hope so. Let's hope so. Cool. Well, anyway, everyone, thank you so much for following us. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to everyone who's been sending in so much love. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter. But mm-hmm. that's us for now. We'll see you guys very soon. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. See you guys later. Let's love, guys. See you soon.